0: Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another Author's Tuesday. So today I was delighted to be joined by another author, Grace Tierney. She's an author of um, her latest book we spoke about, Words the Vikings Gave Us. So it was a great interview and thanks and and Grace for coming on the podcast. So I really hope all of you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another Authors Tuesday. Uh, this is going to come live to you uh, next Tuesday, so uh, stay tuned for that. So today I'm delighted to be joined by another uh, another author, Grace Tierney. Um, she's an author of a, a great book, I can't wait to read it myself. It's called Words um, the Vikings Gave Us. So uh, you're very welcome along today, Grace.
1: Thanks very much for having me on, I'm delighted to be here.
0: Yeah, no, brilliant, thank you. And um, I hope your book's doing, doing really well for you, first of all, before we start.
1: Uh, yeah, it's going fairly well. I wasn't really sure if people would be as interested in Vikings as I was, but it yeah. turns out some people like it.
0: Great stuff. So uh, you might just tell the listeners a little bit of uh, background about yourself and your your writing as well, the books you've written, please
1: yeah well i'm i suppose in a way i'm i'm always been writing so uh i was thinking about when i started and uh i tried my first novel when i was only 15. Uh, it's brutal and will never see the light of day so (laughs) that one i'm gonna spare the world but i've always kind of written part-time uh in whatever free Mm. time i could get um yeah and around about 2008 when i first started having uh, kids and starting a family i ended up uh, staying home to look after them and decided no i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the writing now and do more of it and try and really push it and get more of it published Mm. so um one of the first things i did was uh, start a blog because at the time they were terrible trendy Uh, it's all (laughs) podcasts now of course like yourself but uh, (laughs) yeah I didn't want to write about writing. I felt everybody that was writing blogs that Mm. was an author was going, oh, I'll do tips and tricks. I thought I'm going to run out of things to say. So I thought about what I liked and what I was interested in. And one Mm. of the things I really like is etymology, which is the study of the history of words. So it's everything from um you know did it come from latin through to french into english you know that kind of history but mm. also how its spelling changed how it's been used in history uh, the people behind the stories of of the words in history and uh, and i i would take a different word every week um the the more unusual the better although i mm. occasionally cover an ordinary one and uh, <laughs> research that up find the histories behind it and keep it as lighthearted as possible so that's why my blog is called Word Foolery. So I'm basically fooling with words. And that's what mm. I do every week. And the, the books kind of grew very organically from that because yeah. I uh, built up a bit of a readership. People were giving me suggestions and ideas. And my first one was actually um, about eponyms because I started to do a series on the blog about people whose names got into the dictionary. So the one that you learn in uh, primary school here is about boycott. So. Mm. We boycott goods or whatever to make a political statement but he was a real person and there is a history behind him so i kind of went from that one gathered a few of them on the blog and went you know i might just possibly have a book in this if i gathered all together now hmm. obviously there was a lot more to it as i discovered yes. uh, self-publishing as, as you may discover yourself over time is you know it takes a good bit of work mm-hmm. you do have total creative control which i really enjoy um, yeah, And, you know, you can take your time if you're doing it part time, you can just chip away at it. And one day you'll look and go, oh, my God, I've actually written a book. I'm going to have to let people read this thing now. Mm. Uh, and it's really grown from there. So at this stage, I now have three of them. The Viking one is the most recent, which came out in uh, kind of September time. It uh, was supposed to be <clears> in July, but came out in September. <laughs> These Yeah, it looks great. Week. looks great. Um, and I'm, I'm really pleased with how they're going. And I'm, I'm currently writing the next one. Uh, which Bordant. is about words, words related to Christmas time, which is all mm. seasonal at the minute. Kind of yeah, used to yeah. Write it at Bordant, the right yeah. time of year, for once. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've just honestly, I've just really enjoyed doing it. I mean, it, it's a, you know, there's plenty of work, there's plenty of hours that have to be put into it, but it's mm. wonderful when you hear back from readers that they're enjoying it. And um, mm. I know, for example, that the one about the maritime words and phrases, I somebody bought that and sent it to their brother in Bermuda and uh, another person gave it to um, their great uncle, I think, who had been in the Merchant Navy and is now 96. So I know a 96 year old is reading my stories and it's such a buzz to know. That's
0: great. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks a lot for sharing it. That sounds really good. Your blog sounds brilliant as well, because I think you've shared some of your links. I'm going to put them on the show notes for people to check out as well. Great, so that's great. Um, So you mentioned there like, um, You've always written. So you've, so when, when did this start for you since we were in school? Was it Grace or have you, have you always? Um... Yeah, I, I
1: mm. think like a lot of writers, I got into it because mm. I love reading books. And yeah, you start going, hey, I could do this. I could make mm-hmm. stories, you know, I yeah. was that Douglas Adams used to call it. Um, it was, he wanted to be a writer because it was indoor work with no heavy lifting. Yeah, I, I can get Great. behind that idea
0: yeah yeah great stuff yeah brilliant brilliant yeah no that's great and um, just like in your experience over the last couple of years I suppose especially through COVID have you ever kind of um hit a kind of a metaphorical wall like or got a kind of block and how have you dealt with that for anybody who's listening? to you might be able to help which uh, with your what the way you've dealt with it yourself oh well,
1: um I think COVID's been hard times for everybody um, yeah. I've been lucky that yeah. I haven't been unwell thank god thank god yeah um, yeah but in a way it didn't change my writing life that much because the one mm. thing about writing is you don't really go outside. True. <laughs> and so yeah. long as I can connect to the internet, I can do the vast majority of my research. Now, it, I mm. was a bit disappointed that some of the libraries were shut because that's yeah. useful for reference work for me. But, yeah. um, I was able to keep chipping away. I mean, I launched one of the books virtually um, Great. right in the middle of it when we we're all on mm. horrible lockdown. And people are yeah. very receptive to that and very understanding of the fact that we couldn't do anything physically mm. in person. Um, but in terms of um, hitting blocks and and, you know, I suppose I'd have to be honest and say, I don't think I've ever really suffered from writer's block because mm. I always write lots of different things. So although the books are the core thing, you know every monday i have to have a blog out and yes sometimes it'll be five to midnight because it's taken me a while to get the time in the day or the idea mm-hmm. or whatever i hear you but i'm quite <laughs> driven by that deadline um i do a small uh column from my local paper the meath coaster I'm, i live up on the east meath coast Brilliant. and um and knowing that i have to have that to dermot that he needs to have it by the print deadline is very motivating but mm. having said that i think what I do tend to do if I do get a bit stuck or disheartened with it, I suppose, more than necessarily fully stuck, is I rely on other people. So the feedback from the blog readers is great. Um, I'm very lucky to be part of a small writers group, um, which originally started in Balbriggan Library, but we kind of moved off and do our own thing. We just rotated between the houses now.
0: Great. And, uh, the cake yeah.
1: always helps, and the chat and the banter Mm. and knowing that somebody will understand when you say that you're a bit down because you've got a bad rejection or a bad review Mm. or whatever yeah Um, so i think relying on that really helped um and i think i mentioned to you that i do a bit of mentoring of writers in nanowrimas that's the national novel writing uh challenge comes up every Mm. november so i'm in the thick of it at the minute um and actually although i'm the one meant to be mentoring and organizing events and write-ins and things like that with them Honestly, I get so such a buzz and so much support from the writers that I work with because it's everybody from somebody that's never written before and they're 16, they're on TY and they decide they want to write a novel to somebody who's maybe they've retired from work and they've always wanted to write and they're getting into it. And just hearing their stories and like the little tips and tricks and mm-hmm. the enthusiasm for words and story and plot. And how am I going to fix this problem? I, this character keeps changing names or I've got yeah. an enormous plot hole. How will I fix it? And that sort of collaborative sort of sense of writing together. Now, it's only once a year. So it's in November but it's Mm. great to feel that around the world everybody's writing everybody's trying and we're all slogging away and what we're writing could be good or could be awful but we're doing it Mm -hmm. and i think that energy feeds me for the rest of the year
0: yeah that's great grace because i can't agree with you more like the writers groups are really helpful aren't they like you know for for, like because i do one every saturday and like you, you, you write off it um prompt which is really really good as well so yeah so th- that's brilliant so just, like touching on what you said there about doing the um the launch online how did that work out for you that must be been different like i haven't heard that before <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: well actually i think quite a few people have moved to that because of the pandemic yeah. i suspect the traditional yeah. publishers will go back to their traditional wine and cheese Type, mm. uh, type outing. Yeah. I think from the perspective of a self-publisher or an indie publisher, um, mm. it makes perfect sense because yeah. you do need to keep your costs down if you want to try and break even on the book. Um, yeah. You don't have a massive marketing budget, and as I often say, I, I basically have a zero marketing budget. I, I do the vast majority of Yeah. talking to other people, talking to people like yourselves on the various podcasts, you know, being active on social media, anything mm. I can think of, I'll give it a go and I... I'm a bit of a nerd i quite like the stats so i'll watch exactly you know did that actually help me have any sales and if it did i'll do it again and if it didn't it's kind mm-hmm. of like okay that didn't work what can i try next um,
0: yeah great so yeah.
1: from the point of view of doing the launch basically i used the social media and the blog that i already had. and um, did a certain amount of a countdown and the run up to the day in terms of releasing little extracts and um, mm. try to organize as much as many people as I could Right, Could you please buy it on the day? Because that gives you a big bump <laughs> to your Amazon rankings. Yeah. Um, although not everybody does, and that's fine. Um, trying to get book reviewers in self- involved or interested in reading uh, self-published uh, nonfiction can be a bit tricky. There's more book reviewers out there doing fiction, uh, which is great because you should review what you like to read. That mm-hmm. uh, makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, getting advanced reviews is, is quite tricky, I found. Um, mm. and, and then it was literally just, you know, doing loads of posts and running polls, running a little competition, just trying to get mm. some interaction from people on the day. Uh, yeah. worked out pretty well, I'd have to say. Um, I yeah. did get a great laugh on the when I did the virtual launch for the Viking one. I uh, posted a small extract about mead because it's uh, a Viking invention and a Viking word Brilliant. from Old Norse. Yeah. Uh, so I just did that extract from the book towards the end of the day and kind of went, well, I actually don't have any meat because I don't like it. Um, it <laughs> really bad to say I don't like meat and I'm writing about Vikings, but I don't. Um, lots of people do. And yeah. I'm saying, oh, you know, but I'll go and have a glass of wine because it's the end of the day now. But, you know, I'm not paying for everybody else's drinks. You're going to have to go and get your own drinks. But it was actually yeah. really sweet because a few of the people that were following along during the day, some of them had... Um, like viking horns you know that all right great yeah scandinavia and bought one or whatever and they all started posting pictures of themselves doing a cheers at the end of the day which was great you know so you can reach out to people and the the reach is fantastic because you're talking to people all around the world like Mm -hmm. you can only hand your book to people that you meet in person but you can connect with people internationally which i think is fantastic
0: that oh, is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounded really good. Like that's thanks a lot for sharing that with everybody, like, you know, cause that and it could be somebody at home that's written a book and not able to do a launch at the moment. So that, that's brilliant. Grace, thanks very much for that. Thank you. So like, uh, can I just ask you, like, you know, do you kind of fit your writing into a schedule yourself? Do you kind of um have a daily schedule where you, 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 you write a certain amount of words a day or what, what way do you work it yourself?
1: It- it varies depending on the time of year so that okay. my november schedule is basically insane because i'm trying yeah. to write 50,000 words in one month um mm. and just to clarify that is possible uh, i know it's not for everybody if you're very mm. you know if you're writing a poetry book you can't just turn that out right? yeah yeah but um but it is possible and i do that every november so at the minute it's pretty much two to three hours of solid writing every single day Um, I already done three hours today and got my 2000 words in and Mm. you'd have to be pretty determined, uh, which is the polite way of saying I'm very stubborn and uh, (laughs) you have to be a bit organised and you have Mm. to schedule your writing time in advance and you Mm. need everybody to know that you're not available. So all of my friends and my family at this stage know that there is no point trying to get my attention or to do anything social with me during November because I'm just gonna go, but I'm writing a book and get really stressed and probably cry at them. So they're kind of like, (laughs) no, we just leave her alone. We'll talk to her her in December. To (laughs) be honest, that's the kind of the insane version of my schedule. Um, On more normal uh, months, uh, which is the rest of the year, it's uh it's pretty much i will uh try and get my writing hours in while my kids are at school uh, because that's yeah. the simplest way of doing it mm. yes sometimes there's overspill if you have a whole load of deadlines to meet or whatever and luckily mine are now teenagers so they're much more independent and understanding mm. of that although they do like to complain because you know that's yeah. what what else do you do when you're a teenager oh exactly so you know <laughs> Which is fair enough, I guess. I put them in the dedication to try and buy them off, but they're not really bothered about being in the dedication. And I I try not to slag them too much in any of my writing. I've kind of promised not to identify them too badly. Um, (laughs) But what I will do is I kind of schedule things um, during the month. So Like I said, I do the blog every Monday and that's sacrosanct. And uh, Wednesdays, I have a serialised comedy fiction novel on a reading platform called Chinillo. So the idea is that readers subscribe for a quite a reasonable fee per month and they can read anything they want off of the site. So that could be, uh, you know, nonfiction recipe books. It could be poetry. It could be sci-fi, fantasy, whatever. And then if readers have subscribed to your story, you get a portion of what they paid for that month. And then the site itself obviously takes a bit for the overhead. So every mm. month you get a small amount in. And when it mounts up to $50, you cash out and you get your money for it. Um, but it's great because I actually quite like doing serialized fiction. Um, I've always been a big Charles Dickens fan, and that's how he wrote all of his novels. So wow. I'm not at Charles Dickens level, I might add. Mm. But <laughs> it's quite Good. enjoyable to keep a story going long term, to run it for, you know, weekly episodes. Mm. I suppose, God, maybe it's like writing a soap opera, I don't know. But yeah. you're keeping it going and and introducing new characters and having very long story arcs. Um, mm. But the readers get to know the characters. So anyway, I... I will do a big batch of those in advance, but then every Wednesday it's I'll edit one up and release it and promote it. So I kind of have a structure during the week and that keeps me on track. And then other than that, it's like I'll have a big project like the book and all the other hours will get sucked into whatever Mm. the big project is.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Like, uh, that sounds really interesting what you've said there about um the thing you're interested in, your, the different types of books that are, like, that sounds really good. Like, if you want to share that as well, I can put on the show notes for people to check out as well. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, sure, I will yeah, do. Yeah, I, I must yeah. say, I do enjoy writing it and it, it's very mm. it's very light hearted. It's not, you know, yeah. obviously, actually, in fairness, the history books are fairly light hearted too because, mm. as I said, the word foolery thing because I don't think I don't think history has to be boring. I think it should be fun. It it should Mm. identify so that you're sitting there going, "God, I, you know, that could have happened to me." They're just people that happen to have lived in the past, but they have their ups and downs in the same way. They have their big egos or their ridiculous failures, and they can be quite entertaining. And you know, there's nothing dry about history if you write it in an entertaining way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Grace, would you like to maybe just um, give a quick um, a quick um, explanation of your latest book, just for people that, that are going to buy just a little of what it's about, like um, for people to get kind of a bit of a takeaway for uh, for people that are going to buy your book. That'd be great Absolutely. if you don't mind.
1: Absolutely. So uh, I don't know why I took the notion of Vikings, <laughs> yeah. except yeah. I do quite like Vikings. And the previous mm. one had been about uh, nautical topics. So I think in researching it, I realized just how influential Old Norse, which was the language of the Vikings, was Mm. on the beginning of the English language, because, as you know, the Vikings were all around kind of 800 Mm -hmm. up to about 1100. But I hadn't really realized just how influential they were on the English language. So nowadays there's probably about 600 old norse words that are in fairly common use in english now now i cover about 300 of them in the book because to be honest if i read up on on a, a word and discover that the story just isn't that interesting i simply won't include it okay yeah and i did throw in a few modern ones so i have a modern modern vikings chapter which covers things like the kindle the, the reading device that's mm actually from Sindal in Old Norse and although it's a modern device and it was named in modern times it's deliberately taken from the idea of the Old Norse candle and lighting with information and the the light in your brain kind of thing Um, Mm. so I have Ikea and Lego and all that kind of stuff in the modern one but most of it is the old things Um, and it was fascinating because actually a huge number of ordinary everyday basic words so if we didn't have viking influence in english you wouldn't have the word thing or Mm. they or them or sky or egg like really basic words because Mm. what happened was you had anglo-saxon would have a word uh, so a egg was egg in anglo-saxon but then the vikings arrived And basically, the Anglo-Saxons went, that's an easier word to say, or that's a more common word or we like it better or whatever. And over time, the Viking word just completely replaced the Anglo-Saxon word and became the new early English word and has stuck with us all that time. Some Mm. of them came along later. So things like saga and Ragnarok and Yule came slightly later when historians actually started investigating these things and reading the Icelandic sagas. So they came, you know, maybe the 1200s or 1300s on at that stage, but they acquired the Viking words. So what I do is I go through all of the words, find all the stories, um, loved researching things like um, Bluetooth, for example, that we all have in our phones. If You actually look at your smartphone. There's a little symbol for Bluetooth. And that is, in fact, a Norse rune. And it's the initials of a Viking king who was called Bluetooth because he had a rotten black tooth in his mouth and loads of history about the things he did he was horrendous he killed his sister buried her in a bog but then she'd been rebelling against him you know so you get all this background stuff about these vikings and what they were getting up to um and a whole load of political words are from the vikings as well so they gave us ombudsman they have the oldest uh, parliament in the world is in iceland um mm. law and bylaw are all viking words which just wasn't what i expected which is Where I get excited is when it's not what we think it's going to be. You think it's going to be ransacking and pillaging and all this kind of stuff. And yet I had enough words to have a chapter about politics or one about Norse romance because we get honeymoon and husband and all sorts of love. A kiss and hug are Viking words. So I like discovering those unusual things and bringing those together into particular chapters. So basically, I cover any kind of topic, uh, gather it all together into, into chapters. And then give it a, a start and an end, plenty of references for those that want to read up more and uh, discover the history of basically how Old Norse has changed the language that we use every single day.
0: That sounds brilliant, Grace. Brilliant. I look forward to reading that myself. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. good.
1: Well, I, yeah, I, I hope yeah. you enjoy it genuinely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. And who would you then that'd be great for all the listeners to get a kind of a bit of a feel for it as well before they buy it. So thanks a lot for sharing that with us. That's brilliant. And um I, I, know who, I rambled
1: on a bit, no, but you get starting no, talking about words and you yeah. can't stop me.
0: Oh no, that's great because I didn't know that like myself today, some of them words, you know. So that, that's brilliant. And who would you say are your main influences writers yourself? Like who would you was your favorite kind of authors that, that you've you, you you I know you probably have a lot, but um for one you're reading at the moment, even like <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I do. I read I read yeah. an awful lot. Um, yeah and uh, and I love that and that makes my life all the better. Um, so, and I do mm. tend to read a mixture of fiction and nonfiction. And I know I should say that my favorite author is some historical writer. But unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, um, I, I think probably my my favorite book when I was growing up was definitely The Hobbit by uh, Tolkien, um, which does have okay. Icelandic influences because he borrowed a whole load of stuff for Lord of the Rings from the Icelandic sagas because he had a nanny wow. who was from Iceland. Um, yeah. But uh, it got me started on fantasy and to be honest, it's really well structured. It makes me cry every time I read it. So it's got the emotional punch, lots of action and lots of what happens next. So mm. although literary fiction is fantastic, I have to say I am nearly always drawn to something that keeps me turning the page and that can be any genre. I love thrillers, still very faithful to fantasy. Um, but to be honest, thinking about it, I reckon there's a lot of we're um, in a lot of what I what i would read so i i love the fact i know i said I, I love charles dickens and i always have done and part of what drew me to that was because he's actually very funny mm-hmm. and you know he rails against terrible things in society and he has murders and all sorts of dreadful things happen yeah but he's very witty with his character names so i mm-hmm. love regardless of what the genre is if it has a little light touch it has a bit of humor that kind of you know even if it's quite dark humor um i think you have to have just that little moment that makes you smile or, or laugh out loud on the train. You know, I, I've yeah. done that on the train. Train to me and literally tears running down my eyes from reading Christopher Brookmeyer. Um, mm. he, he writes fantastic, very, very dark humor, uh, kind of mixed with a thriller. He's a Scottish writer and he's hilarious. But anybody mm. that can make me laugh will make me keep reading basically.
0: Great stuff. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot for sharing that. Like, uh, What I like about this podcast, you get some great tips of different books and all that and different authors. So thank you for that, Grace. <laughs> brilliant. And, and music yourself, uh, do you have a favourite um, type of music? Even do you kind of listen to music when you write yourself? Have you done that?
1: I know you do, and I, yeah. I'm kind of amazed that you can do that because I cannot do that at all. No, no. Uh, no, I prefer to have silence or I mean, I don't mind if there's white noise of people chatting around me yeah. working in the library and whatever is fine, even a noisy library. But um no, I tend not to listen to music when I'm writing. I do like music. I think probably the only ones I'm not into would be kind of very heavy metal or country. Mm. Wouldn't really like my. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I quite. Do you know who I love actually is Marty in the morning on lyric FM. He plays a great mixture of all sorts of music. I heard he's got that before. Great yeah, going on. And mm. I, I go for a walk in the morning before I start working most mornings and um, and I listen to him and he make, puts a smile on my face at the beginning of the day and it kind of
0: sets the tone so great stuff yeah great stuff and movies as well do you have a favourite movie yourself
1: uh, yeah I I do I I love the cinema always have done love French mm. films and, yeah. and again a bit like the reading I'll I'll kind of watch anything uh mm. horror kind of scares me a bit too much I'm a bit too much of a chicken for that
0: so, <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> I wish I could my daughter loves horror movies and she's yeah
0: like my her. son as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah But uh I quite like um The Princess Bride it's, I know that's right. a bit of a throwback to like 80s 90s time but my god I can probably quote the entire script at this stage because i've watched Mm. it too many times but you know it's got a bit of swashbuckling sword fighting and princesses and drama and lots of what happens next and twists and turns and once you've got that i'm in
0: yeah i've got a lot of films like that i can kind of watch so much i can nearly tell you the whole (laughs) the whole story you know (laughs) that's great there is a comfort
1: (laughs) oh you know you're gonna enjoy it and you can just settle down and chill out
0: yeah definitely agree to you yeah and then um, would you would you hope like um to kind of have your book used in a, in a film or um like w- w- would that be kind of something you'd be interested in yourself have you ever thought about that yourself
1: that would be amazing um mm. well I suppose with the non-fiction they could only use it as reference um, yeah I suppose yeah yeah and, and what I did find in doing the Viking one was just how good some of the research is that they put into the program so i don't know if you ever watched the vikings program that's filmed down and like locked down and i never got to
0: see it i heard it's brilliant i heard it's brilliant yeah
1: honestly it's brilliant i really enjoyed watching it just before i ever ever wrote the book what when i started Mm. writing it i started realizing that tons of the stuff is just perfectly researched from what they're wearing Mm. to what they're eating to what's going on in the world loads i mean it is fiction but it's yeah. based on so much fact and some of the things that you think, well, that's a bit outrageous. That obviously never happened. If you read up on it, it, it turns out it did. It actually did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quite yeah. surprising, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a movie, yeah, that would be great. I would have to be for some of the fictional things. Um, mm. And it, I know a few writers that like to, you know, on their their instagram or whatever they'll put up pictures of famous actors and go well if i was casting my book this is who would play the lead or whatever Mm. i've never gone that far but it's a tempting thought isn't it
0: yeah big time yeah yeah no that's great i really enjoyed talking to you on the podcast today grace it's been great um like talking about your your writing and your book your new book i really hope it's a big success for you you know um so one more thing before you go if that's okay um just for anybody who's listening um what kind of motivates you and you could, could you give anybody um, a bit of a voice to kind of keep themselves motivated in their writing, because it's a motivational podcast. <laughs> <Indeed>. Yeah, <laughs> I had a yeah. feeling
1: you might ask me for something motivational, which is a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And I do think it's a good idea to have something motivational out there to listen to and keep you going. Yeah. Um, I think I would give two pieces of advice. So one would be if you're interested in writing novels and you want to try something new, give NaNoWriMo a try. So that's uh, N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org. And basically you you register, they'll point you at your local region and you go from there. Now, it's possibly too late to start this year because we're already halfway through the month. But bear it in mind for future years because there's a lot of support both locally and online. They get pep talks from major authors, so Neil Gaiman, Diana Gabaldon. I think they got James Patterson. Like they get really big best-selling authors to give hints and tips, which would probably be better than any I could come up with. Um, yeah. But I do have to do a bit of uh, sort of motivation, I suppose, encouragement. I would call it uh, to the writers in my region and. Honestly, the best advice is just write. Don't Mm -hmm. delay. Don't think I'll do it when I retire or I'll do it when I have more time. (laughs) You are never (laughs) going to have more time. You have to make time for what you're Mm -hmm. passionate about. And if you really want to write, you will make the time for it. And then make sure you submit. Because I've known so many that I have met over the years, either at writer's workshops or in writer's groups or through NaNoWriMo. And they'll tell me about their story and I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. I want to read that story. I want you to write it. I want you to get it published, hopefully somewhere. And then I can read it because it sounds amazing. As a reader, I want to read it. And then they're too insecure about it. They don't believe in themselves enough. There'll always (laughs) be... you know, errors in your writing, which can be improved with editing. And that's true. And you should edit and make sure it's the best it can be. But it doesn't have to be perfect, because if you get caught up in perfectionism, you will never submit. And if you Mm. don't submit your stories, you can never, ever get them published. Whereas if you get them to a good level that you're happy with and send them out, you'd be surprised because honestly, some of the best stories I've heard about never got submitted and other people got in and got those publication slots. Do you know what I mean? So you have to yeah. just be brave and just go for it.
0: Mm. No, that's brilliant to voice, yeah. I'm with you 100% there, you know, cause like I, I'm, I've i been there, like kind of thinking to myself, I had all these stories and um, that I wrote for the kids and I, I just decided to put them out there. Like, and, and lo and behold, I, I self-published them and it's still okay. So like, I, that's great advice. I really appreciate it, Grace
1: and I bet you're glad that you did it because now that's yeah. on your shelf and it's something brilliant for your kids and mm. you know finding readers and you never look back from that point no because you realize that you actually can do it
0: exactly yeah no that's great brilliant and have you have you ever norate your books as well have you ever kind of um is if that's the right word narrate, like to kind of uh you know make an audio book of ah um yeah. no I haven't because there, there's a little
1: bit of a cost to that, um, and okay. as I said, zero marketing budget. So I yeah, probably true. have to sell a few more paperbacks first before I get into yeah. that. But then, and I would like to because I do think it's a good idea. But um, what I'm probably going to try next is going for hardback editions because they're reference books, and I actually think they would fit really well in libraries. They are hmm. available on on things like Box and Libby for libraries to to take. And I have one right. copy in a library in Washington, which is I'm very Current, happy <laughs> Yeah. Uh, because i didn't organize it somebody else found it for me and, and got it organized but um, i'd love to get hardback and they're now starting to do that um with kdp which is my uh, print on demand uh, publishers so i right, yeah. definitely want to try that i think that would be really good that's the mm. next step hardback first maybe audio
0: back audiobook after that brilliant yeah and it's just sorry i never asked you earlier on where can people get your books as well grace um just for people oh, are nice. listening yeah, sorry. Point. Hope yeah, you have them that it's a great read. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that's
1: absolutely fine. So, they're available on all the different platforms on Amazon. Uh, the ebook is out on Kindle and on Kobo's. Some people use CoBoats. it's a very good platform actually um, yeah. and they're available in hard copy either uh, signed copies directly from me which they'll find from the blog which is wordfoolery.wordpress.com yeah. and academy books in southgate and drada if anybody's up that neck of the woods uh, it's my local independent bookshop are stocking the most recent one which is the words the vikings gave us
0: that's great that's brilliant yeah so that's checked out All i'm going to put all your your information on the show notes for people to find anyway if you've, you've, you've kindly sent me all the your your links so that's brilliant so listen that's brilliant grace i really appreciate you coming on tonight
1: and uh, listen i've had a great time it's been really yeah. nice to talk to you it's yeah. always great to talk to other writers anyway and, yeah yeah uh, i've really enjoyed it so thanks very much
0: thank you brilliant so that was grace tierney everybody uh, thanks a lot for tuning today's podcast uh, tune in next time for another author's podcast so take care, thanks again Grace you're very welcome, bye take care, thank you yeah thanks so for tuning in to today's podcast Mark's Motivational Podcast author's Tuesday so that was a great interview again by author Grace Tierney so thanks a lot everybody for tuning into the podcast today and I really hope you have a great week. So if you are enjoying these podcasts as well, you might like them and share them and spread the word. Okay, thanks again. Good evening, good. Song of Good night.